It's now time to discuss more of the headlines and simple keywords with Adam, who is of course joining us over Zoom this morning. Good morning. Good morning to all. Happy Thursday. Adam, I forgot to ask you, you know, with the weather mm-hmm. being so great, uh, have you yeah. been practicing the golf swing? Uh, not as much this year. I've, uh, I wouldn't say I've lost interest, but it's not as active as I used to be. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, we talked about getting out there on the course one of these days. I think we definitely have to do it this season. I, I'm still waiting for the call. Okay. <laughs> I'll make that call to you. Just make sure you <laughs> practice that swing. I, I will certainly get to it, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get started for with the first keyword of the morning. Endemic. Korea could announce a possible end to the COVID-19 pandemic today. Uh, and this, of course, could include the lifting of uh, basically all of the virus protocols, uh, Kind of good news, but bad news for my wife, who had to stick uh, seven days of quarantine with my two kids. Their quarantine officially ends, uh, uh, actually ended at midnight. Um, But what's the latest on this? Well, it's uh, good that they're out of quarantine now, and uh, hopefully they're getting better. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're skipping, uh, the health authorities are skipping kind of uh, one or two steps in terms of their kind of earlier announced stage plan for kind of getting back to normal and uh, President Yoon will actually personally presiding uh, will be personally presiding over the meeting uh, of the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures headquarters uh, today. He's then expected to issue uh, a message to the public. Now, as the meeting is normally chaired by the Prime Minister or the Health Minister, what does expect you to announce the official end of the COVID-19 pandemic in Korea? So why else would the President be announcing such an announcement? unless it's uh, some sort of big announcement to make. Now, the move follows the government's plans to downgrade its COVID-19 crisis level significantly as well. Uh, According to reports, the KDCA has discussed combining the first and second phases uh, of the previously announced uh, roadmap. Now, if the government implements the second phase, it will completely lift the obligation to quarantine people with COVID-19 Um, and the obligation to wear masks uh, indoors and medical institutions uh, and pharmacies. Now, the scrapping of the mandatory isolation would be changed to a recommendation uh, that could be implemented at the end of this month uh, or early uh, June. So I don't think your wife and uh, child are a couple of days uh, uh, too early for it. I think it's still a few weeks before this actual switch to recommendation uh, is implemented. That's because the revision does need to go through an administrative notice and regulatory review. Um, Health officials will also likely lower the COVID-19 virus to a level four infectious disease from the current level two. Uh, As a result, the designation of COVID-19 inpatient beds and patient assignments for general hospitals will be terminated. Um, Also, the operation of one-stop care centres responsible for diagnosing and treating COVID-19 patients and at-home treatment procedures will also end. Uh, There's been a slight increase in COVID-19 cases over the past week, however, uh, with numbers over the week increasing just over uh, 16.5%. Now, this seems to be a result of um, the XBB.1.16 variant uh, that has been spreading uh, further and gaining dominancy. Now, whether this will have an effect on the government's decision regarding rules uh, of the virus remains to be seen, but uh, many watchers uh, predict uh, and believe that it won't really have that much of an effect, considering an announcement will be made uh, today. 
Yeah, there's definitely something going around, especially uh, amongst the kids at schools and daycare. Mm. Uh, my second child's daycare had um, three or four more cases of it, so they had to move their spring right. picnic. So uh, yeah. it's, I mean, and and the it the symptoms for my children were actually uh, very similar to just a, a a moderate to severe cold, fever, mm -hmm. obviously mucus buildup, um, right, and then. I, they had some uh, buildup with eye, like an eye infection. So, but the yeah. pharmacists and the doctors were saying that this is kind of common in the strain that's been going around. So, please do yeah. take caution, everybody. Still, it's not it's not something that you don't you want to get, um, yeah. or increase your chances of uh, you know contracting. So, anyways, yeah. we'll be uh, taking a, we'll be keeping an eye out on uh, when it officially all the protocols officially change and end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second keyword of the day. Pushing for reform. So President Yoon marked his first year in office. Uh, the f exact date was on Wednesday. Uh, and he marked that occasion with a visit to the National Cemetery and also lunch with uh, ruling party leaders. He pledges to accelerate his reform plans in his second year in office. So basically give us a little rundown on uh, the cool. statements that he made. Yeah, so uh, he was basically accompanied by those ruling PPP uh, lawmakers uh, to the National Cemetery, and then they had lunch or a luncheon afterwards. Uh, and during that, he vowed to focus on tackling the economic crisis and supporting people's livelihoods in the second year. Uh, he said he will put the economy at the center of diplomacy, again, uh, touting to be the number one salesman of Korea and overcome the complex crises with uh, exports. Now, the top office quoted Eunice saying that the past year has been a process of correcting the wrong direction of state affairs in a broader framework. You noted that it takes a lot of time and effort to rebuild what has been broken, uh, but he expressed confidence that Korea is moving in the right direction. And he again took time to take a swipe at his predecessor, Moon Jae-in, pinpointing uh, security based only um, on North Korea's goodwill and abnormal and anti-market real estate policies again. Uh, the president asked the government and the People Power Party to swiftly push for reform tasks and produce results in the second year. He acknowledged that the people have not had enough time to feel the changes and reforms over the past year. And he promised that in the second year he will speed things along um, so that people can directly feel the changes. Now, later in the day, uh, he made a surprise visit to the press center of the presidential office. Um, he asked the media to accurately pinpoint when he and his government are going in the wrong direction and wrong speed. Uh, the presidential office, in turn, has been uh, releasing a series of promotional videos on YouTube and social media this week to uh, mark the anniversary. It's also unveiled a special website uh, marking the occasion as part of plans to expand online communication uh, with the public. Uh, now, when asked by re a reporter during his surprise visit to the press room, uh, and he was asked if he plans to resume doorstepping sessions or kind of other means of better communicating with the press, he simply replied, I will make a great effort, whatever that means. Okay. And uh, jumping okay. over to the third keyword of the day. Partnership Fund. So the top business associations of Korea and Japan say they will launch a uh, joint steering committee for the so-called Future Partnership Fund. 
established to support uh, various cooperation projects. One of the main ones, uh, compensation for uh, wartime forced labor victims. So this is one of the tangible results that could come from the continued cooperation between Japan and Korea. Uh, what are the updates from this? Yeah, so this uh, fund itself is quite a controversial issue, isn't it? Because of that whole uh, decision by Korea to create this fund, uh, or voluntarily uh, getting uh, or uh, donations, basically, from the Japanese firms accused uh, of the atrocities uh, back in uh, the Second World War uh, from Japan. Um, and that's why uh, there's a lot of kind of... Uh, kind of analogies associated with it. Many people have said that it's they've likened it to that tip jar that you get at bars where the bartender usually puts in some money himself and then the kind of encourages right. donations from the patrons. But uh, whether that will be the case in terms of uh, Japanese uh, contributions remains to be seen. But yes, there is a joint steering committee that have actually started working level discussions as well. They're kind of uh, working uh, towards uh, creating this uh, fund, uh, and it was, was announced by the Federation of Korean Industries uh, and the Japan Business Federation, uh, also known as Keidan Ren. Now, the Future Partnership uh, Fund is a project agreed on by the two countries, and uh, it's not only just compensation for the Korean victims of wartime forced labor, but also for joint projects uh, and cooperation between the two countries. Uh, now, the steering committee will serve to facilitate various youth exchanges as well, such as ones between uh, universities and internships. It will also work to boost uh, industrial cooperation in semiconductor supply chains and energy security uh, and the green and digital transition, among others. Uh, both associations plan to host an industry cooperation forum in Seoul in July as part of efforts to advance the project. Um, but they did stop short of saying whether any of the accused Japanese companies will make contributions to the fund, uh, namely Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and Nippon Steel. Uh, they are members of the Keidan, uh, Keidan Ren uh, organization. Um, the chairman of the Japanese association reiterated that the lobby group will neither force nor ban the participation of both firms in contributing to the funds, but the companies themselves, they've been a bit lukewarm, uh, say all, saying only that they'll review details about the funds. Uh, the FKI's acting chairman claimed that frequent questions about their participation will basically make the funds less meaningful. Uh, both Viz groups said earlier they plan to each donate about 100 million yen, which is about a billion won, uh, to start the fund. So we'll have to see uh, if any more contributions and from whom they will come. Okay. And jumping over to the fourth keyword of the day. PPP crisis. So the ruling uh, people Power Party, PPP, has uh, handed down suspensions for two of their key members over remarks uh, that have attracted criticism in recent weeks. So who are they? What kind of remarks did they make? And what's their punishment? Right, well, the two members are uh, Tae Yong ho and uh, Kim Jae-won. Tae Yong ho of course, famous for being the North Korean defector turned uh, lawmaker. He's been making a lot of headlines uh, recently, uh, they both received suspensions, uh, Kim and Tae rather, uh, received suspensions of one year and three months respectively. The one-year suspension of Kim's party membership effectively uh, excludes him from running in next year's parliamentary elections, but Tae uh, will be able to stand in the race given his shorter punishments. Now Tae announced his resignation 
from the party's Supreme Council hours before the committee was due to meet to decide their fate. Uh, that's being cited as the reason for the lighter punishment. Now, Tay is in hot water after he claimed that the 1948 Jeju April 3rd uprising was instigated by North Korea's founder and late leader Kim Il-sung. He has also been under criticism over a phone conversation he had with senior presidential political affairs secretary Eden Bok, in which he allegedly asked Te to make remarks in support of uh, Korea-Japan relations while talking about the issue of party nominations for next year's general elections. And he's also been in a bit of a, a bribery scandal as well, accused of accepting money from candidates running to become councillors um, of his constituency in Kangnam in return for endorsing their nominations. Um, Kim, on the other hand, was suspended for remarks seen as slighting victims of the Jeju uprising and the 1980 Gwangju uprising. So two uh, uh, pro-democracy movements there. Now, in March, he said President Yoon's campaign promise to include the spirit of the Gwangju uprising in the Constitution was a mere attempt uh, to gain votes. So some critical comments coming from Yoon's own party. Now, in addition, he made remarks that appeared to belittle the significance of the anniversary of the Jeju uprising. Uh, which is marked on April 3rd. Now, he's also accused of lauding an ultra-right-wing pastor for unifying uh, the political rights. So, um, since they are coming from uh, President Yoon's party, I think the party was trying is quick to try and get some disciplinary action done. Uh, but, of course, uh, it is as a common occurrence, uh, more of a common occurrence, as you think, in these political parties. But it's just because of these two figures uh, are quite well known, I think it's made headlines. Mm. All right, and the fifth and final keyword of the day. Nursing Act Strike. So both doctors and nurses opposed uh, to the controversial Nursing Act will be going on their second round of partial strikes from today. I don't think we'll be seeing the end to this back and forth anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, we say it's the second round of partial strikes, but they've been kind of continuing uh, for some time now. The first round didn't really... Uh, create too much hassle for patients, bar a few uh, cases, but there are concerns that if they become more frequent, hence this official second round, they could make uh, disruptions in the medical se uh, sector. Uh, neighborhood hospitals have been closing earlier than usual since last week with doctors on partial strike and 20,000 nursing assistants on leave. They are also planning a full uh, on strike on May 17th. Uh, so. Uh, next week, if President Yoon does not veto uh, the bill, however, however, the uh, PPP is unsure whether to ask the president to veto the bill, fearing uh, a backfire in next year's general election from what is deemed politically powerful nurses. So, of course, uh, we won't see the end to this um, uh, opposition and uh, kind of efforts from the government and ruling party to alleviate their concerns. But there you have it. Uh, I won't go too much into the details of the Nursing Act. We've done it to death on this show uh, numerous times. But uh, yes, it certainly is a very contentious issue at the moment in terms of the medical industry. Right. And we'll continue to talk about it uh, tomorrow when we have, uh, uh, I think, a professor of nursing coming in and giving us um, sure. their perspective from the nurse's side of the story. Mm -hmm. Adam, thank you so much for your time this morning. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.